representing KGYR and its stakeholders. We are the Forum for the Fan, the Bleed Blue Show. Flying solo, here's your host, Steve. Out of sync, out of life, the Dugout Podcast. Uh, catching up a little bit on the baseball, to be quite honest with you. I was going to do three more teams. Uh, I had my sights on to discuss as far as what's going on in this um, Major League Baseball season. I actually was watching a little bit of the um, Arizona Diamondbacks earlier in the week, and then wanted to get a little bit more in-depth with the Rays, especially um, uh, their series versus the Minnesota Twins. But um, I'm going to hold off on that. I'm going to come back to that because I had a, a, a very busy weekend. I'm exhausted, and I will have better uh, – I'll, I'll come back basically better next week as far as the other three teams around the league. But uh, the, the robbery uh, right now, Red Sox and Yankees, uh, the clues tonight, uh, I saw that there was a split. I saw the Yankees win on Saturday and, and saw the loss on Friday. Well, Susie Prof, I mean, for more, more important things from Bleeding Yankee Blue, thank you for joining, of course. I definitely want to get your your thoughts on your your latest piece on the uh, the rivalry, but also more more important things and fun things in life. Your traveling is the probably the best thing that I have seen in 2023 from the everyday sports fan. How are you doing, Susie Pro? Hey, how's it going, my friend? Yeah, we've been uh, been traveling. I've been doing the Florida, North Carolina, and NOLA bit over the last couple of weeks. Have had some. Terrific food. I think that's what you're talking about. You want to hear about the food, which was outstanding. Uh, I, I can rank it for you. Uh, but, yeah, perfect. it's good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Absolutely. And and it's good to be in the rubber game tonight uh, against the, the Red Sox. And the rivalry is back. Absolutely. Okay. So let's get down to business. Let's talk the ranking. I'm down. Well, where, where do we go for it? Like, how did you how did you rank it and 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 what places did you go? Because yeah. I am a big foodie. Well, I was a bigger foodie before COVID, but now it's like I'm a foodie in like in the rear view. But I still love going to different places in in the world, really, and getting the best food you can you can have. So I, I'm gonna sit back and listen. I'm taking notes because we could definitely compare New Orleans yeah. notes because I was just there maybe in uh, Easter weekend. I was I was there Easter weekend, so we could definitely compare that. Let's let's talk. Give me your rankings, please. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I have to say, I uh, I had some really good places between uh, Fort Lauderdale and West Palm Beach while I was in there. I was visiting some colleges. Um, as you all know, as much as I'd like to say my day job is writing for Blue Yankee Blue, <laughs> I actually work for an ed tech company. Um, so I have the opportunity to do some traveling, and this is considered like, you know, when tax season um, is, you know, basically, what, January to April, this is considered uh, our uh, our year-end. So this is like high sales, uh, sales time. So uh, it's not uncommon that I would be doing some traveling. And, um, you know, wow, I mean, there's some, been some really – Great places. I like to try things that I wouldn't be able to make. So I am a foodie, and I like to cook, uh, but I also like the opportunity to go out and try things 
that I wouldn't normally uh, normally cook. Uh, so mm-hmm. I had some terrific octopus, absolutely delicious. Uh, yeah, that's good stuff. I will. That's some good stuff, right? Some mm-hmm. amazing uh, seafood, both grouper, which I am a huge fan of, um, okay. over some nice like vegetables, like a flaw, which is always delicious, and and then uh, of course some um, delicious mussels, which were made with uh, a marinara. Now I do do normally do uh, a mussel pot like for like a Christmas Eve kind of thing. But this was mm-hmm. just with a little extra spice, like not a Diablo, but like definitely with a little extra spice. So just like some really good dishes, wholesome, farm-to-table style, fresh, mm-hmm. um, just really good stuff. And then, I mean, in New Orleans, I had the taste of New Orleans. So I'm having some gumbo. I'm having some crawfish. Which, it was just which restaurant did you go to out there for that? Which restaurant? went there for the taste of Norway. Yeah. So, so I, I had it twice. Uh, I went to the uh, the Royal House, which is on Royal Street, right um, right yep. in the district. Mm-hmm. And, yep. Yeah. And I had I had that, and I had um, some uh, grilled oysters, which were delicious, with some Parmesan on it. So I had the taste now, of now, Orleans which, and the grilled oysters. Which, that was all at the Royal House, right? The oysters too. Yeah, at the Royal House. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. I went to the gazebo, right? The gazebo, which is right by Cafe Du Monde, like on the strip there. Okay, that's the Cafe Du Monde. music. Yep. Yeah, and I had I had a, a it was it was a case in New Orleans, but it was like three. The other one was like four at the Royal House. Really, really mm. delicious. And I washed it down with a Nola Blonde. Oh, what's that? So if you had a Nola Blonde? Oh, well, a Nola Blonde. So it's a, a tap beer. It's a local beer called the oh, Nola okay. Blonde. And it was absolutely delightful. Hmm, interesting. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, the yeah. taste of New Orleans, you can't go wrong. Uh, I mean, I think... I think you can you can't really go wrong in any of those places that does that with the gumbo, the etouffee, like every. I mean, because you have yeah. to be in business because you'll be out of business. Like it's too many, it's too much competition. Every place is pretty much on point. Um, but so wait a minute, go make, let's go back to the grouper, the mussels. Was that in South Florida? Yeah. That was. A, yeah. So uh, yeah, well let me let me talk to you about the mussels. The mussels was actually <laughs> at a place called Luke, which was on uh, Saint okay. Charles Street. In New Orleans, it's yep. absolutely delicious. It's connected over by the Hilton over there. Fantastic! Um, yeah. I really, really enjoyed that. The grouper was actually in Fort Lauderdale, and it was on the it was on the uh, like right on the water in Fort Lauderdale. Mm-hmm. So we had literally gotten off the plane, and my colleague is like. Yo, we need a uh, we need to go to this place and get ourselves some lunch. And I'm like, yeah. all right, I'm about it, you know. So she's like, no, I know, I know where I'm going. It's it's fantastic. I'm like, all right, so we're gonna go. And um, I, I do want to talk about a place in Greenville, North Carolina, too, um, which I okay. have to, I have to point out. But 
Uh, I will talk sure. about that as well because that had like a lot of it was like a speakeasy place, um, uh-huh. but it had like a lot of really delicious food. I'm trying to look up the place that I went to. Oh, 15th Street Fisheries in Fort okay. Lauderdale, right on the water, and I All had right. a delicious grouper sandwich there. Very very good. Wow. Yeah. Now, but, it sounds like you're a big seafood aficionado. Uh, well, you're a foodie, but seafood is your thing, too. Who has the better seafood yeah. on the East Coast? Is it in New England? Is it New York? Is it the Mid-Atlantic, like Maryland, Virginia? Or do you think it's down in, like, let's say, the South, like, uh, Fort Lauderdale, Palm Beach? Cause I, can, I can't. I can't. Well, I mean, I, I could be here all day about that. Yeah, it's, it's hard, man. Depends <laughs> on how you like it. Yeah, it depends on how you like it cooked. Like, I had this low country boil at the regional in West Palm Beach that was to die for. Mm. I also had the octopus there, um, which I thought was absolutely delicious. Um, So I will say that I love fresh seafood. So if I'm near the water and they're catching it fresh that day, I'm all about it. So if I'm in New Jersey and I love to vacation at the Jersey Shore, I'm gonna have mm-hmm. I'm gonna have clams, you know. I'm gonna have steamed clams. Um, I'm gonna have the fresh catch of the day, uh, whatever that winds up being. Um, in Florida, I'm always having grouper. Um, this low country boil <laughs> had a mixture of different seafood in it, so it was really good. Um, I, I, I can sometimes, you know, stand a spice, but I, I gotta call out. So I don't know if you've ever been in Greenville, North Carolina. No, I haven't. Um, I've never been there. Okay. Not that over I can think of. No. So over yep, by that's the Pirates. Yeah. So Eastern Carolina. Uh-huh. Yeah, Eastern Carolina uh, State University. And I went to this place called Ford and Chef. And it's right on Dickinson Avenue, which has a ton of restaurants nearby the, uh, the, you know, the institution there. And I mm. had some amazing fish and a hanger steak that was absolutely delicious. They also put out this charcuterie board that had, like, fresh sausage and cheeses on it, and it was amazing, like, fresh, like, totally fresh. And it was like a speakeasy, so it's like trying to figure out how to get in there. Like, oh, what's the entrance, you know? Um, <laughs> but really good stuff. Yeah. Uh, uh, so those, those not, are my could... delicious foods. Can we write? Can we write that in the uh, Bleeding Yankee Blue on the foodie section of Bleeding Yankee Blue? Why not? I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this yeah. is great information because I I've been to North Carolina a gazillion times. I've never been to Greenville, so yeah. this is new information for me. I'm learning, so um, I know there's yeah. a good Fisher um, culture out there because I actually had family that invited me to go to the Outer Banks uh, later this this okay. summer. I don't, I don't know if I can, but, but that, that's neither here or there. The point is, like, this is good information. And I'm all familiar with seafood from, let's say, I say a good Maine, definitely to Florida. But I wrestle with, like, I mean, I love it. I mean, it's all good. Like, you can't really be, I mean, they're all good in these different ways. And I, I don't have a favorite. It's hard. But, man, this is great information. But I'm also biased to Cajun. I love Cajun. So when you said, and that's why you was in New Orleans. I was like, oh. I couldn't believe when I saw pictures on, on Bourbon Street now. That stuff is amazing, especially when yeah. it comes to the oysters. That they stuff all, is amazing. I, I had the, uh, the, the dragon. Yeah, oh, but, it was so delicious. 
I have to say those broiled oysters with yes. the like Parmesan cheese were yep. mm, like you mm. were watching him like cook them right on the grill. Like it was yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I had um. There's a place called Mr. Ed's right on right in the quarter. Yes. Not too far from Royal Street. Yep. And and and, and yep. I went. Okay, I was out there for the Nick game or the Nick weekend or the Knicks were in uh-huh. town that weekend. I went out there. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I, my go-to has always been Drago's. Drago's is in the Hilton at the bottom near the water mm-hmm. near the Mississippi. And okay. and it, the, the yeah. server the server said even the server was like even I thought these were the best. Uh, charbroils in town for years she even was like you know you need to check out mr edge and i looked it up on her and it was like thousands of reviews i looked it up i said oh we got to try this yeah, I was, mr. It was edge like, is good. oh you've been there yeah no my kids went i didn't get a chance to go my kids went to mr I... edge and they were like this is some good stuff well they also got alligator and frog legs, which i did not oh, yeah, yeah. take in because mama no, mama was working Alligator is fantastic. Um, love alligator. It, 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 and, and it sounds cliche but it does taste like chicken. It, it's that good. Very good. But the, now, yeah. as far as Mr. Ed's, now I will um, on your um, your tweets on the uh, on the Twitter. I yeah. will in the receipts of the oysters. I had all kind of different versions. They had mm. I had one with the bacon and one with the, sh- the crawfish yes. with the Parmesan cheese yeah. on it. Mr. Ed, that that hit home. So that, that was different. That Drago's yeah. and Mr. Ed's, they're wow. I, I am. I'm glad. And Royal House, not, throw Royal House out there. Like I, I, I and actually, you know where I had uh, the Creole House, before. which is on Canal Street. Uh, on Canal Street, with I the went bacon there. Bacon and the cheese. Yeah, I Creole went house. there twice. I went there twice on yeah, the Creole too. House twice on Canal Street. Because I had yeah. left the Nick game that Friday, and my dad was with me, and we went there for the second time. And I, as a matter of fact, I yeah. your picture I thought it was where I had my taste of New Orleans. And you say you went to the Royal House. I actually had the taste yeah, of New Orleans one. there. Yeah. It was fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had the oyster too, Some but good I was just stuff. checking. Man, you hit it home, man. And it, you know, yeah. I, and I thought you're this, just this Yankee, Nick Giant Ranger, sports aficionado. You are a pure foodie traveler, like legit. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta uh, put yeah. a retweet on your page. Uh, I got the food pictures, the receipts. So we got, we could definitely compare those. That is, this is, you know, this is what we are about too. You know, we all know about our teams, watch the sports, and react and talk about it. But you, you see the receipts on IG or Twitter. I, I like my food, too. Now, and, and I kind of look at it as a reward because, like, I don't do the running like you do, but I definitely try to get my 10 to 15 miles a week, you know, try, and then I reward myself okay. when I go out of town. <laughs> I just try to reward myself when I go Same. out of town. So you're hitting home when you're talking about this food stuff, man. I don't even want to talk baseball yeah. right now. <laughs> I don't even have nothing to talk about. Yeah, I've been right? out of town all weekend. So I'm like, then when I get back, I see that um, I'm not going to Philadelphia no time. So you saw the highway collapse on 95? No, I heard about my, it. Oh, my God. I don't even know how I'd be able. I usually fly out of that airport, so I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, and yeah, I used to commute to Philly every day. I'm a, yeah, and that's a mess. I, I don't know what, what they're going to do. The commute is going to be really difficult for folks. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that was really crazy. Um, wow. It's just just... 
things, and then of course the orange skies. What was your thoughts as far as the, the haze uh, earlier this week from oh, Canada? Oh. The Can- Canadian fires with so, uh, what were your thoughts? Yeah, that? that was crazy. So what I <laughs> right? did was I had a I, I decided I was supposed to go out on Thursday night, and I decided you know what I'm going to get out of here. I went out on Wednesday night because my my presentations were over, and I'm like you know what I'm just gonna I'm gonna book it through through Newark and come home. And I will tell you, when I got off, when, right when they set up the, you know, the the, uh, the air bridge, you know, to, to get off the plane, I could mm-hmm. smell it. I was like, whoa. And the pictures, now I live in central New Jersey, like up by Princeton. Mm-hmm. The pictures yeah. of the sun and the sky, it was crazy. It was like a copy. Yeah. Like, it is like, what is happening? It was like, uh, an eclipse of the sun. It was unbelievable. There's a shot of the George Washington Bridge that will be forever embedded in my brain, just full out orange and just like full out orange, yep. bridge, which is crazy. Right. Yeah. Um, never seen nothing like that before. Um, seen some crazy things in life, um, but nothing like that to a point they canceled sporting or outdoor sporting. Well, they did the Liberty game yep. too, but. Uh, I was, you know, just a baseball yeah. Yankee game, and the Yankees had to make it up with a doubleheader. But, but this is way better. You talking about? I mean, you were on a food, you know, you know, you did the, you did the college tour, right? So you were in Greenville, North Carolina, South Florida. I, I love Florida, a lot of that area, love it. And then, of course, like you said, uh, in yeah. New Orleans. I mean, that's New Orleans is like beat. Like I, I will put that's probably my favorite. If I like in the country, in this country. If I had to pick my favorite, because yeah. I, I am biased. Listen, I am biased to the Cajun food. I think that's that that comes with some bias. So I'm gonna be honest, man. Because you can't go wrong like that. Like you mm. went to Cafe Du Monde, you know, with, for the um, beignets and the um, yeah. those lines could get very very long. But the oysters, if you're into the oysters, that is the place. It, I don't know any place in this. I mean, everybody has their style. You can get it raw anywhere, but. With the way they charbroiled it and put all kind of creative so mixtures, fire! Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! So Fantastic good! Stuff. I never had them uh, like that. And really? I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah, I had them twice. I had them at the Royal House and at the Creole uh, um, house. Them. And I'll tell you what, I, I I don't know. They were both made so differently, so it's it's, it's hard for me to choose one I I liked better. Um, the Taste in New Orleans, I had, as I said, at, at Royal House and also at the gazebo um, on Decor. Uh-huh. And I, I, they were both good. Like, just amazing, amazing food. I think washing it down with, um, with that Nola Blonde was just amazing. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Did you have a hurricane as well? Like I know those are see, those drinks used to give me headaches. Oh, younger you. Those are strong. You know where I went? <laughs> um, the oldest bar in New Orleans. Oh, I'm sorry, in the country, Lafitte's. The Where's oldest bar in the country. It's let, let me see if I can get the actual spelling of it, but it's called La Lafitte's. F I T T E S. It's okay, the okay. oldest bar. Uh, in in the country, um, it was established in like 1700, and mm. we got some signature drinks there. That is where the hurricane uh, came into play. Okay, okay. Is, uh, oh, never... Yeah, you got to oh, wow. check it out. Let's see if I can find what street it's on. Yeah, no, yeah, never knew that. Okay, wow. 
Yep. It's kind of hard, yeah, man. It's hard to hit every I'll place. I'll post myself. Yeah, please, because it's hard it's to called, hit every yeah, place. It's called, so it's called Lafitte's Blacksmith Shop Bar. Okay. And it is on Bourbon Street. It's old. It's really old. Like you, oh, I actually have a funny story there. So there's this guy standing outside, you know, and we're just like walking around the bar, like you know, checking out, you know, different stuff because like you know, real old stuff. And this guy's wearing a Yankee hat, and uh, and I go, hey, yeah, go Yankees. And he's like, what? And I'm like, well, you're wearing a Yankee hat. Oh, I'm not a Yankee fan. I said, then why why are you wearing the hat? I like the way it looks. Oh no. You don't do that. You don't wear a Yankee hat because you like the way it looks. You're either a fan or you're how, not a fan. You should take that how, hat off. How, how right? old was this person? Like, how, how, how old was the person mm, if, say, if you had a guess? In his 30s. In his 30s. That's, they should know better. Yeah. They should, that person should know better. Because hey, when you get into you. the 20s, I realize the, fan, the fans no. are different. Yeah. No. Yeah, he's, that's yeah. a millennial. So that we're making fun of him. Yeah. And like, I'm with yeah. my family. My kids are there. And they're like, oh, mom, you're going to get in a fight with this guy. Like, I show him not. So then a little while later, I see another guy with a Yankee hat on. And I'm like, yeah, let's go Yankees. He goes, yeah, let's go. And I'm like, oh, you're a Yankee fan. Hell yeah, I wouldn't be wearing that. I said, oh, what did you see this guy over here? And I'm showing him. I said, this guy's wearing that because he thinks it looks good. He's like, well, he should know better than that. What the F? You know, and I'm like, thank you. Thank you. For validating yeah, I, what I yeah. said a little while ago. Yeah, yeah. I, I realized that. So funny. Each generation, uh, the, the Gen Xers, the baby boomers, Gen Xers, millennials, they kind of been on the same accord. But when you get to the younger, it, it becomes fantasy sports related. They don't do it for, okay, their parents watch the team. They do it because, I don't know, the colors, the hat. Or they do it for something that has nothing, you know, totally different than you and I coming up. So I just learned to live with it. Right. I mean, some do it for the colors, some do it, they, some just follow the player. And that's just the way it is, man, with the younger generation. So it, it's totally different. If some even have multiple teams, it's crazy. It's, you know, I don't, that, that's never, that, that's Cardinal Sim in my generation, in your generation, multiple teams. Um, I, We only got a couple yeah, more minutes. This no. is a fun conversation. And, I, and I'll yeah. be checking it out on Pleading Yankee Blue on your, your Twitter. But I got a, one quick question. I know you you knew that I, I brought this up to you earlier in the week about the Reggie Jackson documentary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am late to the party. I just saw the documentary earlier this week. Because my, my cousin, I have a cousin, and she listens to the podcast. Shout out to uh, Danielle. Um, she told me to watch it. I didn't even knew it was out. You know, I, I mean, I'm always traveling, sports. So I'm like, oh, really? Yeah, I don't know if you yeah. saw it or not on Amazon Prime, but I thought it I thought it was good. You know, um, I thought it was well done. Yeah. Uh, Reggie Jackson. Now you grew up, uh, you watched that era. I didn't watch that era. I, you know, I'm that's before my yeah. time. So what do you remember yeah. from Reggie Jackson's uh, time as a Yankee, and even before that as, as an Athletic? Your thoughts? Yeah. So uh, uh, you know, full disclosure, I haven't seen the documentary yet. Uh, what I have seen is the mm-hmm. documentary that came out probably about 10 years ago uh, called The Bronx is Burning, um, which I oh, highly yeah. oh, recommend, yeah. and mm-hmm. which, which, you know, has a lot of the behind-the-scenes of Billy Martin and Reggie Jackson and Thurman Munson and, you know, kind of like 
all the different things that went on, you know, essentially in the clubhouse and, you know, Martin pulling, you know, Jackson off the field for not hustling and Steinberg and getting really ticked off and, you know, all that kind of back and forth. Like Reggie Jackson, when he came to the Yankees, he had had a, a, a pretty good career uh, with the athletics and he came in and he, he was brought in to do one thing, bring us a championship after so many years of drought since the sixties. Right. I mean, you figure, the stadium had uh, an overhaul because it was a fire in the stadium. I think it was in the 70s. So part of it was rebuilt. Um, the Yankees were not good. Um, you had teams like the Royals. You had teams like Big Red Machine uh, from you know, Cincinnati. Uh, so you had, you had some really strong teams out there. Even the Mets were good. They were in the, in the pennant in 73. The Yankees were just an afterthought. Now, I was a huge, huge Yankee fan um, and excited for, you know, anything that was going to help jolt this Yankee team uh, into winning. I mean, Pete Rose was also very hot back then uh, playing Mm -hmm. for the Cincinnati Reds. uh, And his, his, uh, you know, his streak was going where he had, what, like 42, I remember, 44 games in a row um, trying to go after DiMaggio's record. That was like a big deal. So it was a lot of excitement. It just wasn't around the Yankees until the late 70s. I would even venture to say 75, 76, you know, we got Jackson. We won the two, the two series back-to-back. We had that playoff, that one-day playoff where, you know, Bucky Dent hit the home run. I mean, there was no such thing as wild card and, you know, all this. You know, it, it was you won your division or you didn't. And there weren't three divisions um, in each league. <laughs> there were you know, American League West, American League East, National mm-hmm. League West, National League East. You either got in mm-hmm. or you didn't. And if you didn't, right. it was all going back to the drawing board for next year. So when Reggie came um, to the point where he was swinging the bat and became Mr. October, hitting those three home runs in the one game, I mean, that was just extraordinary. And we were playing yeah. the Dodgers, which was even more exciting. So you had mm-hmm. all of that going on. I mean, and Steve, some of these games, they were on like I'm getting home from school at 2.30, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and the games are on. The playoffs are on. Like, you know, it wasn't all like prime time and all this buildup. It was just a game. Yeah. You just went. Yeah. Whenever it came on, you couldn't like watch the recording. Sometimes we'd be listening to the radio about it because we're getting picked up from school, we're on the bus, whatever. So, like, this was really exciting. But I will say, I always thought he was cocky. He always swung the bat well. He either struck out or he hit a home run. I mean, we know some guys out out there. And I do remember the day when the Reggie bar came out and uh, everybody threw Mm -hmm. him on the field uh, in homage of of Reggie Jackson. Uh, My father owned a a small mom-and-pop drugstore um, in Staten Island, and I remember when he got the Reggie bar in, and it was like a big, big deal. Um, I'm mm-hmm. thinking that the straw that that stirred the drink is uh, a topic inside the uh, the documentary. Um, but mm-hmm. I, and one more fun fact that you don't know, and I haven't shared with you: when I worked in Fenway Park as a grad student at Boston University, I <laughs> actually waited on Reggie Jackson. That's he amazing shit, right there. <laughs> Did they know yeah. he was a Yankee? Fan? And he, 
He did not, but he, he was play, he was playing for the he was he was playing for the athletics. The athletics were playing the uh, the Red Sox, and he came in and he says, "Give me all your your A's hats." And uh, I said, "Yeah, I'll, I'll do that if you sign this baseball." And he's like, "Okay, that's a deal." Um, and so it was it was amazing. So that that's my little fun fact about him. That is a fun fact with Fenway Park. Wow. I would have never had guessed that. It, <laughs> never would have guessed that. See, you learn something every day yep. with Susie Prof uh, uh, from Bleeding Yankee Blue. It, this is great fun facts, too. Never would have guessed it. You know, like, Susie Prof, where's that family yep. part? It's not even in her blood. No way. <laughs> yeah, prove me crazy, wrong. Right? <laughs> I yeah, worked, absolutely. I worked the out-of-town out uh, booth inside, uh, inside, the, in, inside Twins Enterprise. If you've ever been to Fenway, there's the big souvenir shop it's owned by twins. They make the, you know, the 47 hat, as I'm sure you're, you're familiar with. Mm-hmm. And they, uh, they put me in the out-of-town booth. So I sold, you know, whatever team we were playing, I sold a bunch of stuff from there. So it wouldn't have been uncommon that someone like Reggie would have come in because that's where I'm posted, in the out-of-town booth. Yeah. Nice, nice. Wow. Susie Pro, we got a baseball game to watch. Uh, you're... Yankees versus the Red Sox, the rivalry, and then good piece on Bleeding Yankee Blue uh, on the rivalry. And uh, we'll catch up on more on baseball. This was more fun than, you know, you know, quick episode, your food excursions. I got stories to share, too. Uh, man, I – last question before we go, because I know we're out of time. New Orleans is my number one. Is, is it in your top five, or where is Greenville, Fort Lauderdale, and – New Orleans, are they all three in your top five in this country as far as foodie spots? Outside of New York. Outside of New York. We got to be, you know, keep it outside of New York. Well, outside of New York, New Jersey, right? Um, uh-huh. Yeah. I will say I am a very, very big fan of Marco Island and Naples area of Florida. I think the yeah. blooper there is like nobody's competing with that. So. I mean, Florida and the water is just really, you know, great, great food. Um, definitely in the top five. I think NOLA is a very interesting place to go. I think the food, you know, you can, I don't think you can get a bad meal. Um, you know, I, I even mm-hmm. like their fresh, uh, fresh seafood salads and things like that. Like having, having crawfish over, over like a seafood salad, just delicious. So, yeah, I would say like... Florida, definitely, like, at the coastal areas, like Marco Island, that Fort Lauderdale was delicious. I'm going to throw one out at you, and you're going to be shocked. I had a delicious meal at a restaurant in St. Louis that is definitely of the top five of where I've been over the last year. Mm. Yes. I also had a delicious meal in South Carolina in Columbia over by USC when I was there. So I would say NOLA is definitely in the mix, but I got to rank the West Palm restaurant a little higher, Marco Island definitely higher, um, and those two restaurants, one at USC and one in uh, St. Louis. They were so good. Wow. Nice. 
Oh, didn't you know? Okay, yeah, yeah, we're, we're out of time. We'll, we'll catch up next week. But because I remember, you, I think you had went to Texas too, right? Didn't you not go to Dallas within the last year? I, I, I'll put Texas did. barbecue. I, yes, Texas barbecue. Ooh, that's some good <laughs> stuff. I went to the Jackson Grill. That was really great. That was an open-air restaurant, really delicious. And uh, uh-huh. we split a barbecue platter, um, so I had a little bit of everything. It was amazing. Susie Prof, thank you very much. <laughs> I'm going to go, I'm gonna go start uh, uh, Google reviewing these places, man, and just put it in, in my saved bookmarks. <laughs> so next time I'm in these vicinities, I've got to get – get these recommendations and check it out and report back to you. Shout outs to you. And thank you very much on your, your input on, on the Reggie Jackson, um, you know, the Bronx is burning uh, from a decade ago. And then we'll, we'll be back next Sunday to catch up on more of the baseball. I kind of been lazy on the baseball once it got to the weekend. I was going to talk more about the Diamondbacks and uh, I talked about Pittsburgh last week, but there was a couple of oh, the Rays, you know, around major league baseball and of course catch up on our, on our Yankees. But Susie Prof, good chopping up with you. I'll see you on the Twitter timelines, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. You heard what she said. I trust her word, man. She's she's convincing. I saw the plates. I saw the feed. <laughs> That's legit stuff, man. All right, Susie Prof, chop it up during the Yankee game. All right, bleed blue. Yeah. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Blee blue, 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 blee blue.